up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Wave Files. Of course, my name is DJ Reg West. On this episode of Wave Files, I have a good friend of mine. Man, I haven't seen this brother in a... It's been a few years since I've seen him, but if you know me personally, if I see you in 10 minutes or if I've seen you in five years, it's all the same love. Um, we've done some amazing things out in Dubai together because he's brought me out there to do some some cool things on, with some artists and things like that. But I want you to meet him right now. Why? Right? We're going to have some great conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my guy, DJ Bliss. Bliss, what's up, bro? Thank you, my man. Great to be here. Great to connect. And you're absolutely right, man. If anyone knows Reg, you know it doesn't make a difference if uh, you, you see him in 10 minutes or 10 years. Absolutely true, man. 100% vouch for that. How are you, man? How 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 are you during these COVID times, man? Because I know just just from a DJ standpoint, we've had to like figure out what are we doing right now, man. Yeah, facts. I mean, um, it's it's been a bit crazy over here in Dubai, especially. I know in the states, like things haven't really opened up, with the exception of like you know Miami or Vegas. Which is uh, very things, crazy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think, things ha- things did kind of open up again. Um, first, they started in like lounges, um, and when that started, it was like you're not allowed to dance, and uh, everyone had to be seated. You know, you couldn't really turn up. And I was like, ah, I don't know, I'm gonna stay away from that. Uh, and then things started opening up a little bit more. Like clubs opened, but still you couldn't dance, but you could stand up. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll get back into it. this. Was around uh, November, December time uh, last year. Um, so. You know, like we got a little taste of it, but it w- when that started, I just knew this was not going to end well. And, you know, <laughs> literally happened? like it was just too much was going on. You know, people in the clubs were too close. You came in, you were wearing a mask when you came in and you're sitting in a group of uh, people, no mask on. Um, too many people were turning up and, uh, you know, not respecting the rules. So I'm like, this is not good. And then a lot of people were flying in. You know, you, I'm sure you heard uh, Dubai was a destination that people were that you were allowed to come over here. And Dubai was one of the only places that you can come without having to quarantine. So I didn't uh, know that. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, there's a few places. I mean, we're thinking we're thinking about traveling recently. So like Zanzibar uh, in Africa is one place. The Maldives Islands another. But back then, Dubai was another place. And you you still could today fly to Dubai without having to quarantine. It's just that because the entertainment is not open, um, you What's know, not as, right. <clears throat> yeah. Some people think that you know, if you're thinking about coming to stay at a hotel and stay at a beach and just relax, you know, that's still the mall still open. Uh, all that stuff, but a lot of people were coming out here to party, and I just knew that it wasn't going to end well. So, you know, needless to say, come January or February, I can't remember when it was. I think it was end of January. They're like, all right, everything's off again, like, and everything's been closed since. <laughs> well, so I actually remember see- seeing you post about that, and 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 I was like, yeah, they 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 they're 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 going to have to be shut down for a while because it's like. There's cities like my, like you said, you mentioned Miami, um, mm-hmm. and it's also um, Atlanta down in down in Georgia, and there's one more yeah. city, uh, Houston. Um, yeah. Vegas is still shut down though. Vegas Vegas is still closed. Oh um, really? Yeah yeah yeah. Vegas is still shut down. They haven't opened Vegas back back up for for the clubs Never? yet. That's, oh, okay. No 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 not yet. Um, but I, I was curious because like you know I, I speak to my friends in the states and they don't always have an understanding of this is a global problem. problem you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, like, I, and I, I know for a fact you, you actually went through, you had COVID recently. Personally, yeah. Right. Literally like a couple of weeks ago, you know, I just uh, came out of it and man, if you know me and like how I was moving in this one year, like super careful, like I literally walk around with sanitizer everywhere and I'm wearing a mask and, 
You know, we clean everything that comes into this house. If my son goes out and he touches anything, like we sanitize his hand, like we're so careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So careful. And the way it happened was just like, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. So, um, but but it happened. Luckily, I got a mild case of it. Uh, you know, I had to quarantine for 10 days. You know, being away from my kids was probably the hardest part. Um, yeah. And and then you know, as soon as the ten days were over, kind of like uh, went back to normal life. But it, even even so, people tell me that you can still catch like another uh, strain, strain of, of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to catch another strain of this virus again. <laughs> and I but, got but, it on the day I was supposed to get. Sorry, I was I got it on the day I was supposed to get vaccinated. That's crazy. Yeah, literally Sunday morning I was supposed to do it, and then Sunday morning I woke up. I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling well. My wife was already not feeling well. She's the first one who got it, and then like uh -huh. done. But you 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 have your you have all your senses back, your taste, and all that. Stuff no, that not back. completely. No, no, my wow. smell and my taste is not back. It's been um, um, it's been like 20 days uh, or 22 days since I got it, and mm -hmm. my my smell and my taste is not fully back um i would say it's about like 20 30 percent back because my smell i used to be so sensitive like i can smell anything like i was like yeah you know what is that and then taste wise i can i definitely know it's not back because you know i, I don't taste everything certain things like chocolate i can i know if something's sweet i know if it's uh salty but i can't really you know have all that taste oh man did you lose so, you you got it as well right yeah i had like a mild 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 but like i didn't like all my taste, all that was fine. Like I, I, I didn't have a situation like like that. No, that, that wasn't one yeah. of my symptoms. Yeah, it happens. Like our, we we have a nanny who helps us with the kids, and she got it as well right after we got it, and she didn't lose yeah. her scent, smell or taste either. So the thing about this virus is what I'm, you know, when you have time in quarantine, all you do is uh, read up research. On it. Yeah. Basically, this virus, the, the reason why it's so crazy, because it mutates. So it's not like a, a disease or a cold where, you know, you get it and what you get is the same as this person or that person. It's literally different from every person. And they say if you're older, you, it can really mess you up. You know, one of my, my, my dad's cousins, she's like really old. She's got asthma. And when she got it, we all got really worried. Nothing happened. She got it, got through it, like nothing happened to her. And then there's some per, somebody who's like super young and healthy. And unfortunately, you know, it hits them bad and they could pass away or, uh, you know, you know, it, they can deal with it badly. So it's it's super dangerous, man. And like it, it, it's no time to be, uh, you know, relaxed about it. Like you really need to pay. You don't want to catch it. I, I didn't want to catch it. Like that's the last thing I want. We don't know what's going to happen right. uh, by taking this vaccine or getting this virus. Like what the what's going to happen years from now? You know, no one knows. Nobody knows, man. It's it's, it's definitely yeah. uncharted territory. It's very sure, very crazy. Yeah. But, but 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 like but like you said, it affects everybody differently. Like so mm. so everybody just everybody still has to be cautious, man. Absolutely, yeah. So I first met my guy DJ Bliss. Um, when Let's see if you I remember was, the year. <laughs> damn, no, I, it might have been two thousand. You're gonna you, you probably know you probably know and I and, and correct. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Um. Earlier. Earlier. 2007 six. Oh, it could have it could have been seven it could have been seven i started those parties 2006 okay and... okay hold on hold on hold on hold on so 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 i met i met bliss i was on tour with shout to nicole and and natalie of nita sky um yep. uh nicole was going on her first tour her first international tour as a dj and one of somebody 
who was proficient with the equipment, who traveled overseas with her just in case something happened. Correct. And we were, we traveled Germany, we did Italy, and we did all these other countries, and we're about to get on the plane to go home. And literally the day before, our our tour manager says, "Yo, we gotta we gotta we got a booking in Dubai. We're gonna we're gonna lay over in Dubai, yeah. do a gig, and get back on the plane and go home." And we're like, "Dubai." All right, cool. <laughs> and, then, and then we meet DJ Bliss, who was who who was sure. the promoter on the event. Um, yeah. I don't think you were DJing that night, were you? I wasn't DJing that night, so that was the club I started DJing at. And then uh, you know, around that time, I was trying to meet a lot of uh, people in the industry because it wasn't really a lot of people flying out to Dubai in those the, those days. Like, I remember, like in urban parties and hip hop parties, and mainly I was trying to meet uh, you know the the mixtape DJs at that time. Um, you know, like Clint Sparks and Who Kid, and uh, those were really like some of the first few that we got. And uh, shout out to Sia. Sia was uh, somebody I was I met, yeah, I met like a couple of years before that. And he hit me up and he's like, Yo, we have like, you know, uh, Nina Sky available. And like you said, you know, they were DJing. So it was, uh, you know, you, you know, like when artists do a, a, a performance show is a lot, usually a lot more expensive than uh, like a DJ show. And they were doing a DJ show, worked out a deal and like, oh, and but dude, those days, that's crazy. I didn't know the story about the fact that you guys were done with the tour and were heading back home because those days to like, be, it wasn't like go on uh, like uh, skyscanner.com, check out flights. No, you have to have like a um, an agent look for flights for you. You have an agent. Reroute <laughs> it and fax you. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. Weird no, stuff, like, yeah. it's, it's, cra it's crazy that, that, that you didn't know our side of the story yeah man like we we literally like 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 we're about to finish the tour and sia yeah. was like nah we we got it we're gonna do a, a layover in dubai and then from dubai head home i'm like let's go let's go let's yeah. go do it and it's crazy because we, we were so tired but and i and, and i i remember i don't think it was specifically you but someone who was with you was like listen we need to be at this at the venue in 15 minutes if not everything is shutting down and we're like yo dog we literally just landed hold yeah. on because <laughs> it was yeah, a crazy yeah. turnaround it was literally it was a crazy turnaround you guys came straight to the club. I, I remember it was something crazy like that but in dubai back then we had a rule where clubs shut on three o'clock on the dot. So if you didn't make it, like it wasn't like you could play a little later or whatever. So that that was probably the reason. But that's crazy. It was a crazy party though. No, it was a good time, dog. I had a I, I vividly remember that night. I had a great time that night. Like yeah, uh, Nicole Nicole rocked. Um, me and you actually built a built a relationship that night. And sure. then and then ironically, I shouldn't say ironically. Like the next, literally the next time I came to Dubai, I was there with Fab, and you looked at me like. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, true, true. That's a true story. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. That is true. Oh, uh, um, you guys were but, staying at the at the seven star hotel, the Burj Al Arab. <laughs> it was that was that was a beautiful space, sir. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first time in that hotel, you know. And I don't know if I ever told you that was the first time I saw the inside of that hotel. I, I mentioned those stories to 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 give people a a, a view of how involved you were with the i guess the infancy of of the entertainment side of of, of parties in dubai yeah. um um can you tell the people a little bit about why you started throwing parties why you started djing and you know how you got to where you are here just yeah the the, the fast version <laughs> yeah 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 i mean uh in, in a nutshell i kind of i kind of touched on it earlier but it was basically i so i was telling you i was trying to meet djs and artists 
and to connect with them. Uh, and I thought, you know, the best way is do it, sort of book them out. And really it was like the, the mixtape DJs that I was looking for. So I was on radio already and I thought, you know, they come out, we do an interview and get shout outs. And, and you know, I was, I was filming a lot of stuff. I'm doing like vlogs now, but I have footage of all that. If I go dig deep into my hard drive, I'll find footage from that party that we did in 2006 as well. Please, um, I'd love to see it, bro. I'd yeah, love to sure, see it. I'm sure I have it somewhere. But I was literally just trying to meet uh, and connect with people. And I thought the easiest way, you know, back then, especially when you told people Dubai, like, whoa, man, it was it was impressive. I mean, today is a little hard to impress with people when you say Dubai because people have been here so much and you, you've already seen it, the internet and all that. So, um, and, and like I said, you know, first, like uh, my first booking was uh, like a DJ from the UK, um, uh, my first two bookers were uh, DJ from the UK. I had Clinton Sparks. I had, uh, you know, Nina Sky was one of them. Um, I had DJ Cool through Sia as well. DJ uh, Cool, He was yeah. rocking those parties, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like I said, Clinton Sparks, Who Kid came. Uh, and another couple of DJs from the UK, Semtex. So it was literally just to meet, you know, uh, DJs. And then one of the first artists that I ever booked, again, was just, coming to Dubai, it was a connect that I got was most deaf. Mm. Um, and that was like crazy. Oh, I didn't really know much about most deaf back then. And uh, I wasn't sure how the party was going to turn out. We're, we're talking like for compared to what I was doing with DJ book is like big money now. And then I did that show and the show was crazy. The amount of people that showed up and they're singing along to the songs. I was like, there's something over here, you know? And then kind of like, that's where I got my taste of uh, sort of promoting. And then, uh, and the business side of it as well. You know, I was doing deal with the clubs. You know, you're making the money off of tickets and, and whatnot. So um, I got a little taste of it. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Um, first of all, I'm able to take a cut from the club uh, by throwing the party. I'm getting to meet these artists uh, and, and and they're coming down. And then also uh, seeing how a lot of these DJs play because I, I was self-taught as a DJ. So when these DJs were coming yeah. out and they were doing things, I was like getting ideas. That's why I love coming to the States and going to see uh, DJs playing clubs, especially in New York. I love uh, New York clubs. The DJs in New York just got something about the way they play. Someone told me this thing once when I first came to New York the first time. I was like, listen, as soon as you go there, you get a radio and just switch on the radio and just listen. All right? You know, just <laughs> yeah. listen. I was like, yes. When I got there, that's exactly what I did. And when you turn, you know, tuned in, especially back in the days when they used to have like mix uh, shows every night on Hot 97 or uh, you know some of the other uh, stations that you tune into, it was like, oh my god, the energy is crazy. So, you know, it was it was a combination of all these things, and then sort of like um, helped me develop my style and what I, I was doing. You know, I was already doing radio at that time, but not in the style of sort of these New York DJs. I mean. If you listen to sort of what my show sounded like then and then eventually what it developed to, like, it, you know, it influenced me for sure. Um, and then, you know, uh, I kept going with the radio and then I started doing some uh, TV stuff as well. So I started meeting more like, you know, my, my TV show is like an entertainment show. So we're interviewing like uh, a lot of celebrities who are coming to Dubai too. Name uh, drop some of them, please, because because they are, they are, they are very, very big name people. <laughs> Man, I, we, at one point, I was literally doing – because I, I was the only person who uh, was doing a show like that. So they, they called me the Ryan Seacrest of uh, Dubai at that time. I, I remember that that TMZ yeah. joint. I remember you on TMZ. <laughs> we're going to get to that too. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, man, we were doing like pff, the Kardashians, Usher, J-Lo, like everyone, anyone who came down, like we were doing. So, so through the parties that I was doing – 
or through my radio show, which I was had connects with uh, people, or this TV show. Now I'm like meeting everyone. Some people, you know, you build good relationships with. Some people, it's just you know, I'm high and by. You you just pass through. Uh, and some people you just have a great experience with, but you know you you, you don't build that relationship. But um, th that's that's life. That's how like when you meet friends and uh, you know what happens with them as well. Right. But yeah, man, thankfully blessed. I mean, when people ask me to like drop names, like I blank out. Like I, I'm like, man, there's so many. But as soon as I got, I get asked that question, and especially when they ask me like, so what was like one of the memorable ones? And for me, man, really like a kid born and raised in Dubai to have that opportunity to. Uh, you know, meet these people sort of uh, being the connect. Like it's such a, an experience for me that they're all special, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, the ones that made me wait and all, all, all of them. Um, Kanye West. Oh, that's a good one. Kanye West <laughs> made me wait four hours. And this is before Kanye knew he was Kanye, by the way. Four Kanye hours. always knew he was Kanye. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um he made me wait like four hours because he wanted to shave. And it was a radio interview. We weren't even filming. Like, I was like, crazy. And then the whole time he was sipping his tea. He had his like teacup in his hand and he had a spoon and he was drinking his tea with a spoon. Like, you could just hear him like in, in, in the entire interview. And then at the end of the interview, uh, I can't remember what I asked him. I think I asked him for the name. This is like graduation era, by the way. So it was like uh -huh. uh, back in the day. Um, I was like, uh, you know, so you know, uh, what's the name of the new album or something like that? And he said, I think, I think it was called Thank You, Thank You, and You're Welcome, or the name of the song. Or something. And he's like, and that's what I have to say about this interview. Thank you, and you're welcome. I was like, I guess that's the end of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, easy, 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 easy. easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, I know, I know he's a little, like, uh, you know, does a lot of crazy things. But for me, I, I always put him into my top five uh, rappers of all time. You know, like, the things he did, the songs he created, the way he rapped, uh, you know, maybe he's not doing it anymore. But so, there's something about the music that he made was, like, really, really dope. And his style, you know, his... Uh, uh, Special, you know, people who are so talented, uh, you know, they have demons. That's the that's the that's bottom facts. line. You it, can't be so uh, creative without 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 dealing with what you're dealing with. No, you're right. Every, sure. Like artistic people have, you know, sides yeah. to them. It's it's yeah. it's just at least at least from from my experience. I, I can't say anyone else, but I, I agree with you though. You you are you're right about that. Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned that that you were self taught with with the with the DJing. Can you can you give me an idea of like how was um, hip hop music exposed to you um, in Dubai? Because you know we take it for granted here in New York. It's just it's outside. You know, it's yeah. hip hop music right outside. How were yeah. you exposed to hip hop music? So when I started DJing, um, I was in a band first. So that's that's how I got into music. So I used to be in like an alternative rock band. My brother used to play the guitar. He taught us. I was playing like stuff like Nirvana and Alice in Chains. Like alternative rock music was my thing. Yeah. And then uh, towards the end of my high school, uh, I was doing my school radio. And we were just playing like we had to find like super clean songs. Like they had to be like so clean. Like like. I'm not talking about radio clean. It had to be like so clean. It had to be no nothing suggestive. Love. I get it. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Yeah. So I was doing that. Then I learned sort of how to, you know, uh, 
you know, play within those lines and then had an interest in radio. And as far as the DJing concerned, so I wasn't the cool, part of the cool kids in school. I wasn't getting invited to the party. So I'm like, what's the best way to get invited to the parties to be a DJ? Do your own so party. To, right. So I was doing a little bit of DJing, but we, we never had really like records back in the days over here. So, you know, it was really CDs mostly. So when I started, I had literally like two disc mans. I used to play a song here and a song here, wow. just like playing songs. Yeah. And I actually got a couple of gigs just doing that. And the first gig that I ever got where we had like these, uh, I don't know if you remember the Denon Dual uh, CD players. I remember where you those. Controlled the pitch and all that. Yep. Um, I. Uh, it was at a water park, and I got fired from my job because I was learning how to mix on on uh, on that. So <laughs> that's where the DJing kind of came in. And when I got my first gig, um, <clears throat> this is like uh, what era was it? Like Shackles uh, was out, "Praise You" uh, by Mary Mary. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, De La 2003, Soul. 2004, I think. Was this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, De La Soul, uh, All Good, you know, that Ain't All there. Good, yeah, 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 that's like 2003. And yeah. those songs, remember we used to always mix those songs together because it was the same era? Mm -hmm. So it was that era, and you know, the sort of the songs that you were able to mix were those kind of songs. And there was like, uh, you know, Pink had a couple of R&B songs, Christina Aguilera, and uh, so everything was kind of influenced by urban music in that uh time that i was uh djing um and then you know moving forward the the next couple of gigs that i got the era was heavily influenced by urban music uh the the music that i was playing first first was a genre called uk garage from uh from I, the UK. I, I know the garage music i love garage music yep great great music yeah so that's what I was playing, and then I traveled to Cyprus, Ayanapa. That's where it was the base of sort of those parties uh, at that time. Uh, came back with a whole bunch of like uh, mixed CDs, and you know, I bought my first vinyl that I ever bought was a UK Garrison. And then I started traveling to the UK to London, and when I was traveling there, and again, I had met those. Remember, I told you I met those DJs, and they uh, were working for record labels. And when one of them took me to all the record labels, it was like cabinets with records he's like all right take whatever you want so i was like just kind of like going through it like you know do i need this he's like dude what are you doing get out of the way he's like he's just picking them up throwing them on the floor like just to, to here you're gonna need two of these because you're gonna like uh you're gonna go back and forth with those yeah back and forth you need two of these so i was like oh my god i got all this vinyl now and i had to take it back and i paid like an arm and a leg to travel with vinyl my god, oh great. man i don't miss those days <laughs> at all so you know, suddenly my collection was a lot of urban music, and that's kind of like how I got into it. Um, and like, and and that's really so, so sort of the era where it started. And I always tell people, honest, like I don't know the history of hip hop that much to say, you know, like I vouch for it, but it's definitely the 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 genre of music, R and B, hip hop, and reggae as well was kind of big in uh, right after that, around two thousand and five, two thousand and six. Uh, yeah. You know. Reggae yeah. music, I think, was that the era of uh, sort of Sean Paul and uh, Sean Paul was 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 really over over and out of here in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, right. That, that, that Dirty Paul album, I think that was two thousand three. I think, I think, yeah, I think yeah. I, I wanna I wanna Google it just to see, but yeah, I think it's pro you're probably right. It's probably around that time because when I was going to the UK and that was two thousand two, two thousand three. Some of the mixed uh, CDs that I was buying uh, had a lot of this like. Uh, 
urban stuff on it. They used to sell Hot 97 pirated mix CDs in the UK at like the markets and stuff like that. I, I would crazy. imagine so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Hot 97 was such a hot, like it was such a like big brand, like global. It, it was brand. the brand, right? It, it, like, like if it was a Hot 97 sticker on it, and from the 90s up to like maybe 2006. It was it, it was it was golden. Yeah. Oh, my right. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really, uh, you know, so urban music was uh, around me and uh, the stuff that I was playing mostly. Um, and that's how how it really started. And when we started doing the bookings, you know, like I said, it was Nina Sky, Who Kid. It was uh, Clint Sparks. It was uh, DJ Cool. It was Most Def. It was it just it, it, it was around me and just, uh, you know, uh, was part of my identity all, all, all of a sudden. I got it. Um, so, so I, you, you already said in the conversation that when you booked Most Depth, you realized there was a following out here for for hip hop. Actually, the last time I saw you in Dubai, I was out there um, with Mac Wilds, and yeah. and I DJed for maybe, maybe like an hour, um, and then I, I was very hesitant about playing new, new, new material because if it was new and popping in New York, I'm like they don't know this record out here yet. Matter of fact, yeah. I'll, I'll tell the story. So. Yeah. I, I I was and you might remember uh, vaguely. I was playing like safe records, like okay, they're gonna know these records, and they're singing to them. Might have been like T Pain, booty go up, down, yeah, like 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 you know, and and the Chris Brown, like the whole mustard, all the mustard records. I was playing all oh. the mustard records, oh. and and then like I got to um, Bobby Schmurder record, which was the hottest record in New York. I'm like, they're not gonna notice out here. I'll skip it, and I finished my set. I did a great job, but. Whoever got on after me, that was the first record they played, and the whole place went cat flipping and all that. I'm like, okay, so, 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 how fast is how fast does does music get to you from from the states? Like, because I feel like at the time that was the hottest record out, and it was literally just out that that month. So. I know that there's people that have moved to Dubai for work. Um, do do they influence wh- how you play, or is it kind of like the, the, what people like in Dubai is what they like? It's a tricky one. I mean, that you know, some things will cross over really quick. Some things will take a little time, and then uh, uh, and then it will come here and it will stay for much longer. Like Empire State of Mind, you know, like it, like for. It was years where you can still play it, and it was still like you know they'll sing it like it just came out. Um, but some things just you know some things work and something some things don't. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that Bobby Schmurder song worked because here they love songs that you can really dance to. That's why mm-hmm. Afrobeat is so big. Uh, Latin music, uh, reggaeton was so big. Uh, all the mustard records because you can dance like you know they love records that you can dance to over here. Um, they struggle a little bit with things like that. Uh, you know, what's that record? Uh, Mobamba, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like it because it's got a thing, you know? Uh, you put the volume down, they sing along to it. Uh, the Bobby Schmurda record, same thing. And then it's like, uh, what's that Whoopty song that's out right now? Is that oh, a- CJ. CJ made it out there? Okay, that- good. Yeah, is it is he American or British? No, he he's American. So 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 an artist's name is it's, it's funny you mentioned that because his DJ is a friend of mine. So the artist artist name is CJ. He's yeah. from uh, Staten Island, which is where Mac Wilds is from. Um, right. Staten Island. 
Um, and then DJ, shout out to DJ Stax. Uh, Stax also works at Hot 97. So we just we just completed the circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that record is huge right now. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it's huge on TikTok and I see people using it on their reels. And then a local group here took the beat and re are rapping in Arabic and they shot a whole video for it. So I'm like, I mean, we haven't been in the club when that record came out, but I'm assuming that would be a pretty big uh, record, but usually they don't like those slow uh, BPM style songs uh, for, for long periods of time. And then, I don't know, there's also, you know, like mumble rap stuff like uh, Migos and uh, Future and some of it works and some of it doesn't, even with the Drake stuff. I mean, even if they know the artist. So it's it's a little, I don't know, it's a little tricky, but I mean, yeah, Bobby Schmurter's record definitely uh, did well for sure. Yeah, cause like, cause, cause like, like you said, like I, I, I had a decent feeling of the crowd. I'm like, all right, they like to dance, all right. And so, so when, when he, when whoever came on after me doing that record, I was shocked. Um, but, but, but it goes back to, to the, to the point. So, people, we had a great conversation. I, I wish we, I was sitting record, um, before <laughs> we started uh, about about how technology has moved the needle, right? Because yeah. the same time it's it's popping in New York, it's popping in Dubai because it's popping on TikTok because it's popping on, on Twitch, because it's popping on Instagram. So that's yeah. the reason, I think that's one of the main reasons why that CJ record is moving in Dubai right now, because, hey, it's a trend, right? We follow, people yeah. follow trends. So yeah. that's just what it is. And like you said, if the clubs are open, I think that might be the hottest record in the club right now. I, I think so, yeah, I definitely think so. And then also, I mean, look, the clubs, I mean, I don't want to blow my own, own horn, but there was a point where urban music or hip hop music wasn't in the high end clubs, right? It was, you know, uh, they didn't want it in, uh, you know, if it was like, it, it, the high end clubs would run more like uh, house music or uh, or uh, very commercial pop R&B songs. Um, and one of the nights we started back in 2010 was a night called 411 at Armani. And, you know, Armani which was, which was a movie. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when we when I started DJing in Armani, they were paying me peanuts. And the manager there is like, listen, you want to be DJing at the world's tallest building, Armani, you know. But I got to tell you one thing, R&B hip hop music never going to come out of these speakers. Mr. Giorgio Armani said it himself. He does not want that kind of music. All right. Two months pass by. Listen, let's play like maybe one, like a Beyonce song, a little Shakira song, a little, you know, like just a little commercial thing, just for the girls, you know, a little Kevin Little. I was like, okay, played it. A couple of weeks later, let's go 50 50, maybe, you know, pay 50% of like this RB commercial song. Next thing you know, we're playing 70, 80%. And then the next thing you know, he's like, listen, let's do an urban night. You know, what night do you want? I'm like, well, let's do a Saturday night. And Saturday over here is like a Sunday over there. Like our weekend is Friday, Saturday. I'm like, oh, are man, you sure? Yeah, that's right. Like right, uh, right. people are going to go back to work the next day. Are you sure it's going to be a good night? I'm like, no, I definitely think this is going to work. And we did it. And that 401 at Armani became like the biggest urban night. Now you have uh, like a night playing all the hip hop and urban stuff. And we were like bringing out DJs, like drama came out. I did celebrate my birthday over there. Drama came out. And, you know, drama's like super goes in hard with all the urban stuff over there. Um, I can't remember if we play, we, we booked any uh, artists over there. I don't think so. A year later, got super greedy and then we had to like move the party to another place now we moved it to a club called people by crystal the one that you came to with mac wilds yep. and uh, fab um uh, and this was the number one high-end club right this is like you know all you know the bo big bottles like uh 
sparklers come out and like it was like the place. So they said, hey, you know, we want to bring you up on a Tuesday and do this like ladies night and, you know, uh, whatnot. As soon as they heard I had a problem with these guys, they're like, yo, why don't we move this Saturday night over here? So we moved the Saturday night over there, became the biggest night in the city. We're talking about a thousand people every week, queues outside. It was crazy. Um, and then, you know, uh, other clubs started noticing. So, they, you know, there's a lot of competition that started happening. But that was the start of urban music in high-end clubs, all right? The, that's, yep. that size uh, and that level of clubs. Then the Whites came and then the Movida, the VIP rooms uh, came. They all came for that Saturday night. And then eventually, you know, a lot of the clubs adapted that uh, style of music. But that was really like 2010, 11, 12. Like, you know, it, it, that that's where it really changed. And now today, like most of the clubs, I mean, also urban music is the pop popular music or pop music right now too so that's also something you have to attribute it to but that that's really where it changed because before that man we were in like all the b-list and c-list clubs there's no way an a-list club was letting us come in and play urban music no no way and urban music all night no way and those nights that we were doing were the biggest uh nights as far as uh, sales were concerned and uh people were coming out i couldn't believe it man people coming out on a saturday night going to work the next day because you know dubai is not like new york it's not a lot of like students or people who are not working the next day. you know everyone's here working like that's what you're here for right you're here to work of, right 80 <laughs> percent of the population is uh expats you know only 20 percent are locals uh and everyone's working so i think that really just kind of changed uh the game as far as uh you know urban music and that's sort of where it went but and today like Pretty much all the clubs are playing mostly urban music. It's either urban music, like hip-hop, uh, R&B, and like I said, right right before things got shut down, Afrobeat and reggaeton was huge. And I was playing like mostly Afrobeat reggaeton all night. Like I'm talking mm. about 70% of the music. I don't, I don't even understand what the hell they're saying in the songs, and that's what we were playing mainly. <laughs> kind of understand with the Afrobeat, but... <laughs> Crazy, yeah. but, but, but that's what's but that's what's popular right now. So so that's 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 the that's the way the club has to go, right? You got you got to follow the trends to a to a to a degree. You got to follow the trends. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to sort of uh, you know what works here, music wise, uh, it's just I don't know. It's just hit hit and miss. Like sometimes the hottest song will come out of New York, and you know it. You know you 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 know right away. And I tried to drop it, and then it's like it wasn't really getting a response. You know, my job. My job has always been to make sure everyone in the club is having a good time. Um, and sometimes, you know, I got accused of just, you know, repeating music too much or uh, playing a lot of old stuff. But I don't think about it like that. I'm not playing old school. I'm not trying to repeat songs. I don't go through playlists and, like, you know, play in order. No, I'm really, like, I don't prepare either. I want to make sure that whoever comes out to the club, whether it's 100 people, 500, or 1,000 people, are all having a good time. So whatever I have to play for them, I'll play. And if it's a brand new song that's hot in New York that only five, ten people are, you know, rocking with on the side over there, I'm not going to play it or I'm not going to play it for long. You know, I know there's an educational part, but also I'm not going to mess up, uh, you know, uh, 900 people's night just to make 100 people happy. And I don't know if, uh, like, you know, you go by that rule, but that's just always been me. Like, I just want everyone in the park when a dj comes from outside you know if you're coming or if somebody else is coming you could play that stuff and they will respect it more you know when drake came to the club i was uh djing at boa his own djs have to play before he comes on do you know that oh yeah 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 that that was um that's that's, that's my guy future 
Shout out to Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Future is my boy. Future doesn't DJ, uh, doesn't do the DJing anymore. He might do the shows. Uh, I gotta oh, tell you. Future, oh, so, so 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 this this is more recent. Yeah, yeah. Future's not Future's not touching the tables. <laughs> he's touching the checks. Yeah, he's touching the checks. checks. That's what he's saying. Uh, and also, the, but the era of DJs is uh, is dead as well. You know, back in the days, you would book Who Kid is right, Fifty Cent's official DJ, Drama Ti's official DJ. Uh, Green Lantern, uh, you know, this person's official DJ. Those, you know, used to do throw parties like that. Th that's not happening so much uh, over here. It's less frequent. <laughs> In Dubai, I think uh, we're spoiled because uh, there's so many clubs, uh, yeah. you know, that I mentioned to you earlier that have opened that are all trying to kill each other by booking uh, celebrities and they're yeah, all bumping yeah. up their prices. Now you get like, there's an artist here at, you know, Sometimes two in one night every weekend in Dubai. Ah. So that's that's changed. So they're spoiled, and you don't pay to get into the clubs. You know they they started doing like some some kind of charge, but regularly most of the people are not getting uh, are, are not paying for entry. You are out here doing these amazing vlogs, <laughs> 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 which is an amazing to to me. I I I think it's it's a great shift, um, because like like you said also previously that. You you hosted this show where you, where you guys in, where you interviewed amazing people and and whatnot. But the vlog game is is that a a I guess a replacement for what we're doing since COVID is, is started? Because I know you were doing vlogs pri prior to COVID, but you turned yeah. it up um, um, during COVID um, and and doing some very funny vlogs and some <laughs> and some super informative ones too. Can can you talk about that? Yeah, um, I started vlogging about four or five years ago. Uh, I was interested in building an audience on YouTube because YouTube's a great place to have a following. Uh, you know, yeah. people really tune into what you're doing. So the plan was to build a following so I could do my own radio, my own podcast, my own TV show uh, on YouTube. So, you know, vlogging was so big. I'm like, this is like super natural to me. I've been like, you have videos of me doing vlog style videos from like, Back in two thousand and nine, eight, I'm literally like looking at the camera and I'm I'm doing stuff. So when it started popping, you know, Casey Neistat was uh, big at that time. I saw him. I'm like, I can definitely do this. So I started doing it, and uh, you know, I worked hard on it for two or three years. But you know, with vlogs, it either works or it doesn't. You know, and yeah. there's algorithms involved and. Uh, I was trying to tick all the boxes, but there's just you know one thing which I couldn't get myself to do, which is clickbait, you know, and that's what yeah. YouTube is really about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would I would like to do clickbaiting in in uh, in a in a good way, you know, find a good and, and clickbaiting doesn't always mean you have to trick people, but you know, um, <clears throat> a lot of people were doing it in a trickery way, and it just wasn't part of me and my my DNA, so I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. So I did it for about two, three years. And then when my uh, son was born, I took a little bit of a break. And then I was like not posting as consistently. And then last year, I couldn't really uh, vlog. But when everything stopped, I'm like, I need to get back on the vlogs. Yeah. Um, so about uh, three, four months ago, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get back on it. So I went back, checked out my YouTube video. What's doing really well? All the luxury stuff. You know, the presidential suite at the Virgin Island, the the private jet flight from uh, Vegas to LA, a billionaire lifestyle of a billionaire in Dubai. Those were my top few videos. This car, Bugatti. I'm like, well, that's what people want to see, and you know, let's let's just jump into that. So when I started, I started tapping into all that. You know, three thousand there, a thousand dollar ice cream uh, that you can have over here. The luxury car showroom, uh, flying car. Um, you know, duplex apartment for like uh, eight million dollars, uh, like all that stuff. So. 
I'm starting to do that and I'm starting to get like uh, a little bit of traction. One thing about YouTube, there's no shortcuts. Um, you know, you have to put in the work, uh, you have to tick the boxes and there's an algorithm in place and you just have to fall into that algorithm and then uh, things will work for you. But you know, if that, that works for me, I like, I'll be super happy because as much as I love DJing, I love creating content as well. It's part of me and what I do, you know, having done TV, radio, uh, and I love traveling as well. I love food. So like all that stuff put into one place, you know, yeah. If, yeah. Uh, and then working on my music at the same time, I thought like if everything just falls into place, which I'm still working on, uh, when it falls into place, <laughs> let's put it on the universe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you get a song, you get a little traction off of it. You're doing a couple of festivals. Um, and then you're traveling, you're vlogging that, uh you're working on music you're showing you know the life in dubai you're going out to restaurants you know all that stuff some people said why don't you show the club and the bottles and this and the girls and all that i'm like that's not really you know people on youtube are super young they don't they're not interested in seeing all that stuff mm -hmm. um <clears throat> and generally it never really did that well so i'm just trying to you know get back on it and work on it and uh and hopefully if you know like i said build an build an audience over there so i can just do me you know dj bliss tv dj bliss radio everything i used to do and love doing i want to just do it over there but the first thing you got to do is you got to build your tribe yeah you have to have your following the people who rock with you your true fans and then you can do whatever you want with them that's facts um you 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 mentioned music you you dropped a couple of songs over the years um one with one with clef yeah. um um and i like that song that was a dope song um, yeah it was a good one <laughs> um and and who else it was somebody else big too bro i got uh one that i did with mims and another uh singer from uh kuwait uh called shining i did one with a girl who's from the dominican republic huge artist over there her name is Melly mel uh mm -hmm. she's between new york and the uh, dominican republic uh and mm -hmm. then um the last one that i did was with a guy from the uk called ao beats like super dope producer and uh, uh singer songwriter um and i got a couple of songs you know but I, i'm sure you you know you know getting the paperwork signed for releasing the songs is the biggest problem so i'm like sitting on a whole bunch of records but like i'll tell you offline with who the artists are but it's never you're just not able to release it until you get the uh the, the song okay mm. yeah that's yeah, that's the hard it's, it's 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 tough, especially when a, when an artist is signed to a label because the the label has has their vision and 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 some sometimes the sometimes sometimes the the artist looks looks for the label like yo hold him off because I'm doing this X Y Z so so we're gonna I, I you know I'll release that later and all this other stuff but paperwork is just so hard putting out a, putting out a project man yeah, I, yeah. I I I applaud all my DJ friends to, for 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 even Trying. attempting to do it dog because yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot man it's, yeah, it's hard and, and one thing i noticed that artists don't like to say no you know um you never you never you never get that this you know um it's a good trick it's a good trick but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's a good trick like you can have a conversation like oh and off, like, yo by the way what about that record it's blank <laughs> like, <laughs> It's a good trick, uh, but like you said, there could be many reasons. But you know, sometimes I wish it was just uh, just kind of you know, hey, no, I'm not, I can't do this, I don't want to do it. Uh, you know, let's move on from it. It's that, and, that, and, that and, in it's, it's the, it's the, instead of wasting everybody's time, right? Yeah, now nah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. You. 
Um, but but I, I I have spent my time on on a plane before listening to to DJ Bliss Radio. Like you have a station. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? What is this? Oh, can, 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 can you talk about that collaboration? That was that. I think that was that was cool. You you talking about the the one on Emirates? Yes. So uh, we did a collaboration where we we put a playlist on uh, Emirates, and we were actually in the process of doing some 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 more stuff right before COVID happened as well. So um, it, it was like a dream come true for me to 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 be on there. And actually, when we did the collaboration, like my face was on the screen. Somebody sent me a picture. Man, I need to find that picture. Somebody sent me a picture, and it's just like. Poof. From the back of the plane, and all you can see is like my face, 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 face. face. So, Yo. yeah, super <laughs> dope, crazy. crazy, right? Um, so crazy. Yeah, I, I need. I need to actually look for that picture as soon as we get off there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yo, yeah. you, 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 you wear so many, so many hats, Bliss. I, I, I know, I know you have a a a a, a business as well out in Dubai, right? Um, uh, it's it's a it's a coffee it's it's a it's a coffee stand. Is is is, is that is that a good it's like a coffee stand, but it's uh, we we do this thing called karak, which is like tea. It's tea with milk. It's a uh, it's a drink that was really big in India, but it's huge over here as well. So uh, it's like the coffee culture, but uh, based on uh, tea. And we have like some all day breakfast and sandwiches. My sister, who's a chef, is also my partner on there. I have a barbershop also. Um, Shout out to the barbershop. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've had we that had barbershop a very long time, sir. Yeah, I had the barbershop. So that's another way, by the way, we've uh, had a chance to meet some uh, big celebrities too. I met Will Smith through my barbershop. Get out uh, of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> so let me take you back and tell you the entire story. I had a, a thing called a vision board, and I, you know, put stuff that you want on there, and it, you know, eventually comes through. One of the pictures I put on there was Will Smith and his family to represent family uh, in, you know, entertainment uh, uh, industry. Um, and I made that vision board and I put a few things, few things had come true by the way. Um, and then Will Smith, the story was, I was actually in LA for my TV show. We were doing the, the Grammys that, that whole TMZ thing you spoke about earlier was when I was in uh, LA for doing like red carpet. Um, and I got an email saying, Hey, we need a barber to come to the hotel. It's for an A-list client. Is he available? Talked about the details. Like, all right, cool. We agreed. Blah blah blah. And then they're like, all right. So the 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 celebrity is uh, Will Smith. I was like, oh, I can't believe my vision board came true, and I'm in LA, and he's over there. My barber went there, cut his hair. We got, uh, you know, he took a picture with the barber. We you know, we posted it, and it became a huge uh, thing for us. You know, like, oh, Will Smith cuts his hair at, at, at the barbershop. Uh, a week later, get another email. Hey, we need another service. And I was still in, in LA. I was like, oh my God, this is like crazy. <laughs> Second time I miss it. Barbara goes there, do the thing, done. Um, and then like a month later or maybe even two months later, um, I just came back from a, a second trip to LA because it's there's like a, a season where all the awards were going on. I think between January and March. January so this was, and March. Yep. Yeah. So this was now like around uh, March time, and uh, I just landed. Wyclef was doing a show. I was DJing for that show. Will Smith was in the club. Uh, we had this crazy party, and then I was like, "Oh my god! Like, am I gonna meet him? Like, the guy's standing right in front of me over there. He's been to my barber. Like, am I gonna meet this guy or not?" And uh, and then didn't get a chance to meet him that night. And Wyclef and him were like doing songs. He, he was beatboxing. Why crazy night? Um, and then a couple of days later, 
Email comes through again, need the service. I'm like, boom, this time I'm going. So I went this time and I'm like, oh, dude, like, good to meet you. I'm a super cool guy, one of the nicest people you ever meet in, in, in your life. Mm. And I was like, he, you know, he, he got his like hair done, colored his beard. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, dude, great to meet you. Like, anytime I get a picture, he's like, well, I got the color on my beard, so can't really do it right now. But you know, next time for sure. I was like, it's not gonna be a next time. There's no <laughs> way in hell there's gonna be a next time. Yeah, you know, well, one conversation we had uh, during this time, he was asking me, like, is there studios in Dubai, like people making music? Was there artists over here? I'm like, well, I had a studio back then in my mm -hmm. office. And then he's like, yeah, I'll hit you up. You know, maybe I'll come through the studio or whatnot. I'm like, that's not gonna happen. The next day, his uh, assistant calls me. He's like, yo, Mr. Smith would like to come through to the studio. I was like, what? Came through to the studio, listened to some beats, and he was just like, you know, in his thoughts, like, you know, rapping and like, you know, uh, doing a couple of things. And he's like, I'm vibing out. He's like, dope. Stayed for a couple of hours. We chilled. We took the picture. Uh, and then he's like, oh, cool, man. Listen, I'm going out to dinner tonight. You know, you guys should you guys should come. It's me and my and, and a produ my producer at that time, uh, Q, Prince. Uh, so uh, when he left, me and Prince looked at each other. We're like, did that just happen? I'm like, did the fresh Prince of Bel-Air just show up at our office, come into the studio, listen to some of our beats, and then just like, did that really happen? Like, it was one of those moments. Like, you know, the guy you watched on TV and, you know, the Hollywood star suddenly became just a regular human being sitting in front of you, listening to music, having, uh, you know, casual conversation with you. And same thing. That, that night, his assistant called. He's like, hey, Mr. Smith would like to know if you were joining him for dinner tonight. I was like, what? <laughs> it was crazy. Then we, we went. Crazy. Went out, man. We we had dinner, and you know he had a couple of friends, and I was sitting right next to him, and we had a great conversation, and, uh, and and that was that, man. Like we we connected over that. I think I don't know. He there was something like he like he 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 liked about you know when we met. You know you just connect some some people you just connect with, and some people you just don't. Um, and with him, I definitely felt like you know that 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 super down to earth connection, and you know uh, super cool guy, and. Uh, Definitely, like one of the, like the most inspirational people you'll ever meet. He's one of those people who inspire you without even like having to tell you anything or say it himself. Like you just go on, listen to his quotes or watch his uh, social media and all that. And he's the king of social media too. Facts. What's crazy <laughs> when he came, when he came to my office, I was vlogging, but I was like, there is no way I'm gonna pull out a vlogging camera to my face and like tell Will Smith. Hey, let's vlog. And I swear to God, like five or six months later, he pulled out a camera. He started vlogging. I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. <sighs> the life of DJ Bliss. The life of DJ Bliss. <laughs> well, you were saying earlier about wearing so many hats. It's true, man. It's I always say it's the gift and the curse. The gift is I get to do a lot of things because I love, I love doing everything. As soon as I get an idea, I, I want to do it. Uh, the curse is I, I really think like sometimes you focus on on, on something and just like really uh, you know keep at it. I think it yeah. would it, it would be a, a better thing to do. But I don't know, you know, if I would go back and change things, knowing that you know I can go back and just focus on one thing. I don't know if I would do that or not. But definitely think that you know when you 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 have so many different hats, 
uh, that you know you don't completely uh, master and go all the way forward with all of them. Um, but I don't know. You know what? You understand what I'm trying to say? Like, no, I, don't no, I get you. I, no, I get you. It's it, it's the the. I don't know if they, if you if you use the term there, but over here we we say a term. It's called that you're, you're a jack of all trades, but you're but, yes. you're, but you might but, but you might not be a master of any. But 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 yeah. being a jack of all trades keeps you it, it, it keeps you moving, Bliss. Like because yeah. you know in, a, in in this pandemic season, I know just from you know our, our conversations like. The DJ income is lacking, but you got all these other things moving. Things yeah. aren't that bad. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, and, and also if I wasn't doing everything back then, you know, I might have not been able to, uh, you know, uh, build, build uh, you know, the business or uh, the investment to invest into the business that I wanted to do or, you know, to get my house and all that stuff. So. Uh, no, I mean, look, definitely jack of all trades. I think for sure the number one thing is DJing. You know, that's where uh, I've done most of my work. That's where I feel uh, comfortable in my own skin. Uh, but I'm not af afraid of trying things. I'm not afraid of failing. And I love going out and doing it. You know, even when I uh, did music, uh, you know, the first couple of songs, like, oh, people like this is trash and whatever. I didn't care because that thing led to this and this led to that. And I feel like everything is, you know, happens the way uh, it's supposed to be or meant to be. So, you know, no, no regrets in that sense. No, and, and, and there shouldn't be because you, you're trying stuff that, to be honest, other people are scared to try, you know, wow. like, and, and, scared to try, yeah. and, 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 and they, they, they might shun you because, Oh, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. You're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you, are if you if trying? You, yeah, if you uh, th th there's a lot of quotes uh, that talk about not sharing uh, your ideas with other people because that is the best way for for you to get convinced not to do it. You know, there, right. there's definitely a voice within, uh, and and you know your own intuition and that your gut feeling that should really guide you and uh, and let you do what you're supposed to do. And awesome. who cares if you fail? You know, you don't owe anyone anything. Like this is you and your life. Like just do whatever you do, whatever you want to do. Try. Fail, try, fail, and you know, uh, you you just keep. If you have the attitude, just keep moving on and moving up. That's the most important thing. No, that's a fact. Um, bless, bro. We we've we've been talking for about an hour here, um, <laughs> and, and about an hour off as well. <laughs> Dude, um, I'm gonna add your, your 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 social media right here. Just 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 tell the people where they can find you, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me uh, on uh, Instagram uh, at DJ Bliss Dubai, um, and then on YouTube. And uh, I'm doing some TikTok stuff as well. If you guys are into TikTok, it's at DJ Bliss on YouTube and TikTok and Twitter. Um, yeah, all my stuff's on uh, DJBliss.com, so the social media is all there. But thank you, man. I want I want to say it was great chatting with you. I feel like we can do easily like four or five hours. Uh, you know, we didn't even Easy. we didn't even touch on. Uh, all the Dubai stories, uh, you know, on all the trips that you've been on, and uh, we, didn't talk, we didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about the New York trip that we had, and we went had those amazing burgers. Like, there's so much more. We might have to do a part two at least. No, 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 no. We're definitely doing a part two. See, see, see. Here's the thing, right? And it kind of goes to what we just talked about about trying and failing, right? I, I started doing this this podcast because years ago I always told myself I want to I, I want to host a show. Never, yeah. never got around to it. Just focused on DJing, and then what happens? DJing gets shut down. 
So now right. what? What you gonna yeah. do? Yeah, yeah, let's start, yeah. The, let's start the podcast and 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 have conversations with my friends who are genuinely good people and have interesting stories. So yeah. everybody I'm speaking to this first season is is that it, these are my friends and I I think that you know people can just learn from our stories. So there will there will be a, a part two to this. <laughs> sure. There has we have so many more stories, man. There's so many more for sure. Dude, I, I appreciate you. Love to the family, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my friend DJ Bliss of Dubai. He is the man out there. If you ever get a chance to go out there when they open back up, <laughs> go to a party that he's at because he'll be rocking the place. All right? Thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. This is Wave Files with Reg West. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>